to the Script Bits podcast for Wednesday, 3rd January 2024. Our bit today is taken from John chapter 14, verse 15, which says, If ye love me, keep my commandments. Well, friends, at long last, all the holiday celebrations are over and we can get back to reality. That's the reality of real life, of mundane, same old, same old days of working. And furthermore, of working to pay all the bills we have incurred during the long time of festivities. And I'm sure some of us will be moaning and groaning when we see the credit card bills come in later this month, somewhat belatedly asking ourselves why we had to buy all that unnecessary stuff. <laughs> but you know what, friends? Them's the brakes. If you dance to the piper, then you've got to pay for his tunes. But not to worry. This is the year that we will all get wise and sensible because we will all buckle down and live for Jesus. Yes, my brethren, we'll put all of our efforts into living for Jesus, just getting more intimate with him day by day. And that way, we won't be worried about our bills or any of the other things that might come against us. For in Jesus' arms, we'll be safe and secure. He will guide us in the right way through his Holy Spirit that indwells us to be our guide and leader and comforter. However, to accomplish that, we need to first listen to his guidance and then follow it. Now, that's what's been holding us back all this time. For even when we hear the Spirit's guidance, most of us don't follow it. So how do we expect to experience the abundant life that Christ died for us to have it? Remember, this whole Christian business is basically about obedience. You can believe, but if you don't obey, then you are rebellious and thus sinful. Remember Jesus' warning words, if you love me, keep my commandments. And that's also plain and straightforward, my people. Love demands certain obligations. Even in our human relationships, when we claim to love someone, there are things we must do for and to them. Love calls for sacrifice, sacrifice like Jesus made on our behalf. And talking about obedience, Jesus again showed us the way. Listen to Brother Paul in his letter to the Philippians no? when he writes, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, taught it not robbery to be equal with, equal with God, but he made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men that he emptied himself of all his godly privileges and being found in fashion or appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, 
even the death of the cross. And we know that comes from Philippians 2, verses 5 to 8. Yes, my fellow believers, Jesus came to earth as man, but didn't invoke all his divine privileges. Instead, he gave them up and lived like the human being he'd become. He lived like us and was completely obedient to the Father, even to going to the cross that he had no real desire to do. But the Father required it of him. And his great love for the Father caused him to do it. It's the same way that he expects our great love for him to cause us to obey his desires. And furthermore, on the topic of Jesus' obedience, hear how the author of Hebrews puts it. Now. He says, Though he were a son, yet learned he obedience by the things which he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the author of eternal salvation unto all them that obey him, called of God and high priest after the order of Melchizedek. And that comes from Hebrews 5, verses 8 to 9. You see that, my fellow saints, though Jesus was God's son, he still learned the reality of the hard human way by the suffering he underwent, even to his sacrificial atoning death on the cross of Calvary, which gave him the authority to become our savior and our giver of eternal life. And I like this explanation, read Jesus' suffering and obedience put forward by John Piper. He says, Jesus learned obedience means that he moved from untested obedience into suffering and then through suffering into tested and proven obedience. If you think about it, if you are good enough, you can learn a new task without failing. And the new task that Jesus had to learn every hour, especially at the end of his life, was, can I endure this suffering that I have never experienced before? This new obedience that I have never performed before, that I have never performed before in the history of the universe? Can I learn and do this perfectly without failing, without falling into unbelief and murmuring? And the answer of Hebrews is yes, he could and he did. He learned obedience in what he suffered and he never, never, never failed once in the process of perfect learning, proven, tested obedience. In all of Jesus' suffering, he was being tested. Would he add obedience to obedience until he had grown into the complete, perfect, tested man? That is, the man who had been fully and completely proven and who had responded with perfect obedience so that he could be described as fully perfected. Not meaning that he passed from sinfulness to sinlessness, but that he passed from untested obedience to fully tested obedience? And I think the answer to Chris's question about what Jesus was moving toward is not merely that he was moving toward a completed, tested perfection, but that he was moving toward fulfilling 
a perfect salvation for us sinners. Remember, Hebrews 2.10 goes like this. It was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. End of quote. Yes, sir. Jesus became the perfect person to be the author of our salvation through his suffering and obedience, though being sinless. And if there is one thing we cannot say about Jesus, is that he came to earth and lived the easy life that his godly privileges, privileges entitled him to. No way. He abrogated, revoked, rescinded those things that would have given him the easy life and chose to see the true reality of life on earth through his own eyes and servanthood. That's why when we say we love him, we shouldn't be just paying lip service, but actually following his example of love for the Father, doing what was required of him. And please remember that Jesus will never, never ask of us, never ask us to do more than he did, or not to help us to do whatever he asks of us. That's the very foundation of our Christian faith. And until we truly believe that and act upon it, our faith will really be worthless. Now, let's go home declaring. Ah, Lord, me and this word declaring, I spell it wrong today. But let's go home anyhow, declaring our Wednesday wail, letting the whole world know of our wonderful position in Christ Jesus. All together now, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. I'm so glad to be alive on this Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Thank God the breath of life is still flowing through me on this Wednesday. I'm halfway home. My hands are fixed securely on the plow, and I'm not turning back. No, I'm not looking back at the past, not focusing on what has gone before. But my eyes are fixed straight ahead, straight ahead to a glorious future with Jesus. Glory, hallelujah. And now, friends, if we endure to the very end with Jesus, then it's been promised that that future will be even more glorious than we can ever ask or imagine. So let's plan to be there right at the very end. That's eternal wisdom. Much love. And the postscript for today says, love is the greatest attribute, but it also calls for great sacrifice and total obedience. That's just the nature of love. Yes, my people, that's love's nature. If you want to talk about loving, you have to be able to sacrifice and be obedient to whomever or whatever you love. So please, let's keep saying that we love Jesus now. That means we'll obey him and sacrifice for him. And we pray that that will happen this year in a much bigger way than it's been in a long while. We pray in Jesus' strong and mighty name. Amen. Please have a blessed day, my people. Much love.